Hey, I know it's late, but can we talk? You are listening to All Things Rosie, a podcast by a young nobody centered around those late night DMs with your bestie, exploring all parts of the life, opinions, and inner thoughts of a 19 year old restless for honesty and an escape, where you're reminded that you're not alone. Everyone thinks it too. All right, let's talk all things me again. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of All Things Rosie. I hope you guys are having a fab week. Uh, what's new in my life? Oh yeah, I fucking broke my fucking computer today, didn't I? Oh, grind my gears. I was literally, I was sitting down like planning this episode and I went to go put it up on my bench and it fell off. And now the right side of my computer is there's like a huge chunk of black and all these lines on it. So I'm really hoping it doesn't fuck up this recording, but that was really, really great way to start my day, to start hump day. Fuck that. It was very annoying. Oh yeah. And I'm recording this, um, like two hours before release time because I'm that unorganized this week. Hence why I haven't been posting on Instagram or anything like that. It's just been one of those weeks, you know, can't really help it. Sorry, not sorry. You're getting it anyway. Respect the hustle. Uh, yeah, I hope you guys are having a really good week. I haven't really been doing anything. I mean, we had our restrictions lift a bit more, which was so good. Now cases are down, which is fucking fabulous. So I'm really sorry. There are birds still going off. You guys are just going to have to get used to that. Um, seagulls and freaking crows and shit in the background. Um, anyway, I'm having this dilemma at the moment. I don't know. I hope some of you guys can relate, but with TikTok, right, and music. So <laughs> at the moment, I'm finding it so freaking hard to find new music, new music, new music on Spotify and shit, like on, I don't know, if I'm just looking on different charts or like my daily um, remixes or whatever that Spotify makes for you. I'm finding it so hard to find music that isn't on TikTok or that wasn't made popular by TikTok and it's so fucking annoying. Because, like, I love TikTok and I love, like, whatever, the music and shit. But I just want something that isn't used and plays over my head 800 times a day. It's killing me. I just want new music. So if anyone has any new music they want to send me, I'll be greatly appreciated. But on the other side of that is I feel fucking guilty. Like, it's this weird thing, right? When I find, like, a song on TikTok that I actually enjoy and that I, like, want to listen to and I, I'm that type of person to listen to their new favourite song on repeat for, like, 40 times in a row before I get sick of it and then don't listen to it for a week and then love it again. But, like, if I find a song on TikTok that I actually really enjoy and someone asks me what my favourite song is at the moment and I send them that, I get, like, a weird sense of guilt that it's from TikTok. Like, what's what the fuck's that? Like, why am I getting anxiety over having, like my favorite song like just because it was made popular by tiktok it's this weird thing of like everyone likes to bash tiktok and like the shit that gets popular on there and whatever but then like also everyone's on tiktok anyway that's just my dilemma for the week i've been fucking around with my music and my spotify so anywho um this week's gonna be a little bit different if you can't already tell we don't have a um sort of a normal normal episode I mean it is gonna be normal but it's gonna be um what I like to call all things you and me or me and you or it probably should be grammarly fucking hell grammatically correct and be you and I 
but that's just not how I roll. So that's what it's going to be. And pretty much I, after last week was such like a pretty deep and heavy episode, I decided to lighten things up and I get sent like some random ass questions that you guys just ask all the time or when I, whenever I put up polls. So I gathered like 10 questions that I haven't really answered yet because they were like quite random um, and put them into this quick video. I don't know how long this is going to be. It's just going to be a really, really quick one because like I said, I've been running behind this week and I just really wasn't in the headspace to make a really heavy, big podcast. So with that being said, we wow, those fucking birds are going off. Jesus Christ. We got our first question, which is, what would you give as a chapter name for the different stages of your life if you had to right now? Okay, but like on the DL, I did plan out these questions a little bit because, you know, I, I can think on the spot, but I just didn't want to put that pressure on myself. So don't judge me. Shut up. I know it's not good podcasting, but it's fine. All right. God, get off my back. Um, okay, so I kind of like took it as like, how many stages did I say? I had baby, childhood, preteen, young teen, and then like now. And I just, like, named them. (laughs) And I did, like, ages. So baby I did between would be zero to four, childhood five to nine, preteen ten to twelve, young teen. I put a question mark because I don't really know what you'd explain a young teen as. Between 13 and 16 and then, like, now 17 to 19. Um, So for baby, I think I would name it. Who says dead mice don't make good playmates? And this is actually a really fucking funny story. So when Lily was born and I was three or two, between two and three, she, when she got home, like I was so, so excited to have a sibling. Like mum used to say you should run around the house. Like when she was born, I like ran out of the hospital room, ran down the corridor and be like, my sister's born and her name is Lily. And like screamed as I was running down the halls apparently and my um, godmother had to run after me and grab me from you know, disturbing all the other women that were trying to birth a child out of their fucking vagina. So, cause that was really, would be very annoying, but I was so excited. And when Lily got home and she was literally a few days old, um, I asked mum when she could go on the trampoline because it was my favorite thing to do at the time. And, <laughs> and mum was like, well, sweetie, like, in a little bit, like she can't be your playmate just yet. And I was so mad that she couldn't come on the, on the trampoline at a few days old. I was so angry. Like I just, God. So apparently I went off for a few hours and mum didn't know where I was. And when she came out to find me, I was all happy again. And I was on the trampoline and all she could see was like my little pram. Like, you know, when you're a kid and you have those, um, those dolls. And <laughs> I had that pram that I got with one of those dolls and I was bouncing with it on the trampoline and mum didn't see it at first. But when I turned around with it, there was, <laughs> There was a dead white mouse that I'd that I'd gone that I dubbed as my new playmate, and I dressed up in it, my Barbie clothes because I was obsessed with Barbies when I was younger, and I dressed it up in a dress and a hat and fucking shoes like a dead mouse, a full on dead mouse. I don't know if it was decomposing yet, but it was dead, and strapped it into this stroller, and I was jumping with it on the trampoline, and Mum was like holy fuck and like had to take it away from me and I cracked it I was like whoa if Lily can't play with me then this is my new playmate blah 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 and mum was like they had to explain to me the whole concept of death and we had to bury it and have a little like memorial but 
that's like the, one of the only memories I remember from like being that age. But I thought that was kind of funny because like, what kind of devil child has a dead mouse as a friend? Like, fuck, that's a bit sad. Childhood, I oh my god, I didn't end up. Oh, I didn't even end up naming that one. Shit, now, I, now I've really set myself up, haven't I? Um, now I'm going to have to think. Okay, well, I, re- I genuinely don't remember anything from when I was five to nine. Can I just, like, call it trauma and put a full stop on that? <laughs> um, preteen. I, which is, like, 10 to 12, I named one of the boys because I was 100% one of those tr- pick-me-girls that was one of the boys when I was in primary school or like end of primary school. And like, I would always hang out with the boys and play cricket and play footy and, you know, wanted to wear shorts instead of the skorts and shit. And I was just definitely one of those girls, even though I didn't like, it wasn't like I was one of the boys and like, wasn't interested in them. Like I really, like I, you know, had crushes and shit on them, but I just was one of those pick me girls that was like, Oh my God, I want a little boy, you know, like really fucking annoying little kid. So I named it that because of that when I was at school and anyone who knows me when you're in primary school, I'm thinking of a very specific person will know that young teen. (laughs) Yeah. I named it how to with a semicolon like how to be a basic white bitch featuring sponsors from Bondi Sands and Kukai. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Um, yep. That was just me trying to fit in and not knowing what the fuck to do and resorting to Bondi Sands and Kukai clothes, uh, to do that. Terrible time. We don't discuss it. You can all shut up now. And for now, 17 to 19, <laughs> I just named it what the actual fuck is going on because I genuinely don't actually know what's going on in my life and it's taken a complete turn on its head, you know? So, oh my God, those birds. I swear to God. And I think a lot of people would name it that because that's kind of the whole gist of this age is not knowing what the fuck is going on. So it's a little bit of fun for you guys to to know what I would name my chapters of my life. Um, someone asked what my favourite thing I love about the peninsula is considering I was so negative about it in my first episode. Um, that's funny. I think definitely the the beaches would have to be it. They're definitely my safe space. I live right on the beach, so I have my own little spot at the beach that I love going to. It definitely calms me down and clears my head. And anyone who has me on Instagram and Snapchat, it's really annoying because I post my uh, sunsets every single fucking night. There's a nice one. And I'm not even sorry about it. So definitely the beaches. Um... Someone asked what, how my mental health was affected by the lockdown. Okay. Um, so I definitely learnt during like, cause obviously we went through kind of two, two lockdowns. There was like one giant one, but in, in it was like two little ones. I definitely learnt what my coping mechanisms are over that time you know, to deal with like stress and anxiety and all that type of stuff and how like they help me. So a lot, like one that I started doing a lot was, oh, it sounds so cliche, but it actually kind of works is journaling. And a lot of people are like, oh, I can't journal and stuff. But like, I don't, I don't journal like every day or I don't journal, like have a specific set time to sit down and journal. I only journal when I'm feeling like super overwhelmed with my emotions and I don't know how like what I'm feeling or why I'm feeling that way. And I don't even sometimes don't even like write it down in an actual book. I like have 
my notes on my phone and I just like write an entire paragraph and like try and just splurge everything that I'm feeling because it helps to like sort out my feelings um you know the classics like having a bath or you know going to the beach really helps me doing something arty even though I'm fucking trash at it um watching my comfort movies and shit like that going for drives and blasting music I don't know all that type of stuff um I think it also, I don't know, I haven't really addressed this before, but I don't know. Um, like there was a, like a kind of a dark period just as we started the second lockdown where like we'd already gone through like eight weeks of lockdown and we we're going into another eight weeks of lockdown. And I think it was like, cause everyone talks about going through like self-evaluation and like, you know, working on yourself as a person and all this type of stuff. And yeah, I get that, but I think they can get to a period where it gets like too much and that that just like you do so much self-evaluation and self, you know, discovery and shit that it becomes like redundant and it's like beating a dead horse. Like there's only so much you can do before it starts going like you're just talking about the same shit over and over and over and over and over and it's like tiring. And I think I was like in quotations working on myself so much that I I like things that I loved about myself and things that were actually my personality and stuff started to disguise itself as things that needed to change, if that makes sense. So I'd like, you know, see how I'd react to a certain situation where that, you know, everyone like loves how I react to that situation or I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. And I'd be like, no, that's fucking shit. Like you've got to change it to be like this or whatever. And I kind of started to doubt like every single part of who I am. Um, and kind of like tried to change everything about my personality and in saying that lost myself a little bit especially since having like things like footy and shit stripped away from me or you know not being around being able to be around my friends or you know do stuff that I love and I think that shapes me as a person um was really hard to not get lost so yeah I kind of had to learn to ground myself with other things that weren't what had been taken away from me but other than that my mental health actually was like it wasn't too bad so which which was actually kind of a blessing in disguise because then I was I was definitely able to help not a blessing in disguise that's the wrong words but I was able a blessing I was able to help like my other friends who might have been struggling a little bit more um obviously there were periods I had to take for myself and you know to really work on myself and stuff but I was definitely able to lend myself a lot more to my friends who who you know have you know, mental health issues, whatever, and be able to help them a lot more than I could have if my mental health was affected worse. But, uh, yeah, it was all about being proactive and knowing when I wasn't okay to, you know, stop and get myself better before helping other people. So that's kind of just a little bit of a rundown of how my mental health was affected by the lockdown. I'm a lot more resilient now, though. I'd like to think. I mean, if I'm going to through two bloody lockdowns and only had like, what, 76 days of freedom this year or some shit, um, I'd like to think I'm a little bit more resilient. God. Um, someone asked what my favourite sport is. Well, up until I was 15, I was, oh, I'm going to regret saying this again, but I was a horse rider and I absolutely loved it and I had two horses and it was my favourite thing in the world. But, I like, I miss it a lot, but definitely footy is my favourite sport by far. Um, I think it's definitely like the team, team aspect of it. Like I've made some of the, like my closest and lifelong friends who through footy and, um, I definitely would not be here who, or who I am without it. Um, and it's a really great legal way to get out your anger at the world. I'm not going to lie. 
Um, so if anyone finds himself getting into, I don't know, um, but it has really sucked not playing this year, to be honest. Like it's been like a weird whack of my timetable and like my schedule of the year, not having an on season and off season. But what can we do? It's out of our control. Um, someone asked, who is your biggest inspiration and why? So obviously my mum, I feel like that's pretty a pretty standard answer. She knows that. She knows that I look up to her in every single way and how she's raised us and stuff. And I talked about that a bit last episode. But I'm going to take this as like talking external figures. So people that are outside my family and my inner circle and whatever. And I'm going to say my number one 100% would be Zane Lowe. And some of you might know, not know who he is. Some of you might. But he's um, Apple Music's interviewer. So on YouTube, he's um, the interviewer who goes and talks to artists, you know, from, I don't know, like Marilyn Manson and to freaking Paramore to freaking um, Halsey and Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez and every, anyone you can ever imagine. And he sits down and, and interviews them about upcoming albums and shit and normally you know a lot of artists are swaying away from standard kind of interviews and and publicity things but he has like been dubbed the therapist of pop music and it's not necessarily that what inspires me is like his job or whatever or you know the fact that he talks to all the celebrities and stuff it's it's the way that he the way that he talks to them that I really admire and him as a person and when people talk about him after their interviews and they talk to I don't know maybe like news news outlets and whatever he they always say he's 100% authentic and and you're always getting 100% Zane and I think I don't know you if you guys want to check him out he's literally incredible um and he's definitely he's definitely one of the only interviewers that a lot of artists will talk to because of he's just a friend to them as well and that's like I've said before I'd, I'd really love to have this podcast be you know eventually like an interview type thing and that's something that I really enjoy doing is just talking to people and getting to know them and and what makes them tick and all that type of stuff and I think the way that he's gone about it and and shifted his career choice from being a DJ and being like a music producer into, you know, talking to artists about about their art. Um, I really, it really fascinates me and it might seem a bit dorky to other people, but he's my de- definitely my number one inspiration at the moment and I'm just obsessed with all of his stuff and I can't stop, stop watching him because he's just like encapsulating and I definitely, he'd be someone that I'd want to steal a career off on uh I would love to like intern for him or, you know, just shadow him even for, for, for one interview. It'd be amazing. So uh, I might do three people that I kind of look up to. Two's a little bit cliche because I feel like she's sort of something that a lot, someone that a lot of people look up to, but it's Michelle Obama. And mostly because I read her autobiography and it kind of changed my life, just the way that like, God, it was written so well. And the way she carries herself 
in in her life and in what she's had to go through and and how she didn't let her husband's ambition stop her from achieving her goals it's kind of like the ultimate ultimate symbolism of feminism in a sense you know equality and all that and she she achieved a lot of her life although she did make sacrifices and he made sacrifices too but just how she was able to hold herself with such grace and such beauty and such drive and ambition in her own life as well as being a mum and 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 you know being the first lady and not being overshadowed by her husband's you know her husband's career choice she's not known as Barack Obama's wife she's known as Michelle Obama like she's a person herself and I think just the things she's had to go through in her life and where she's gotten to she's never she's never once it's never once crossed her mind to kind of fully compromise her own ambition for his goals and I think that's something that I really look up to in the sense of what I would want in a partnership um to be a very equal even though one might be more successful in kind of more a materialistic manner I would definitely want it to be you know a very equal partnership like she had and I think she's just an incredible woman and stands for all the things that I stand for um, and another one is a bit random, but Alicia Keys is someone that I really look up to kind of because the fact that she's able to project her views and her values, which are very stark and she's, she's always made them very, you know, her stance on Black Lives Matter and the stance on pr- police brutality and her stance on all types of things, you know, especially with America and all that type of stuff. She's always been able to project that into her art without it being overpowering and like into her songs and stuff like that, but kind of more in a, in a tasteful manner. And, and she's, she's just been able to be such kind of a power voice, a powerhouse in the, the art industry to kind of, you know, thrust those kind of issues into the light or into, into more popular culture and, and I don't know, just her whole demeanor and her approach to life, you know, her whole ideal be- behind not wearing makeup and not conforming and, and just the way she carries herself, I don't know, just something about her that just makes me go, like, I want to be like that. I want to be that kind of woman when I grow up. So they're kind of the three people that I really kind of look up to. Um, sounds a bit dorky, but that's fine. Someone asked, what are my top songs at the moment? And knowing me, I couldn't just pick one or three I had to go the full one two three four five six seven. I got seven um so if anyone wants to listen to these these are my favorite songs at the moment um and ones that I have on repeat and can't stop listening to so first I'll just I'm just gonna name them off Blind by Role Model, Drew Barrymore by Scissor, Small Worlds by Mac Miller, Feeling Lonely by Bo- Boy Pablo, Erased by Omar Apollo, Remember Me by Umi and my future by Billie Eilish are my faves at the moment and I can't get them out of my head. Someone asked what's something that I'm really proud of. Mm, this podcast, obviously. Which I forgot to mention. Holy shit. Oh my God, I can't believe I forgot to mention this. Um, After the interview that I had the other day, my last episode, guys... Guys, my last episode got nearly 10,000 downloads. What the fuck? What the hell? Uh, yeah, I cried. I'm not going to lie. I definitely cried. Sorry. Uh, lol. Anyway, this podcast for sure. 
but also the people I've surrounded myself with and, and the friendship group that I've been able to kind of pull from all different walks of life and all different parts of my life to build. Because I feel like I've got a really solid foundation that surrounds me. I have a lot of friends that aren't really high maintenance, which is I think is really important that I don't have to message every day. But then I do have friends that I message every day and see, you know, a few times a week. And, and it's good to have that balance. And I And I really, really love having friends that aren't in you know, all in the same friendship group. I think it's allowed me to, if something, I don't know, it just hasn't kind of condensed me to like what happens if you're in a friendship group and you fall out with half the friends and then you're left with what? And you, they all still go to the same parties and shit. I don't know. It's just kind of, and everyone, everyone Loki loves it too, because I, I have an annual Christmas party that we've been doing for like, what, three or four years now. And it's the weirdest group of people ever. It's, it's just whack. But everyone always, like, everyone who comes, they always end up leaving with, like, new friends. New friends. And everyone is always like, I didn't think that would be fun, but it was, like, it was actually so good getting to know new people and being with people that I didn't think I would get along with. And it's, I don't know, I, like, I just, I love that. So probably definitely the people I've surrounded myself with and the friendship group that I've been able to build for myself over the few years. Uh, someone asked my, what's my go-to alcohol? You'd be kind of dumb if you didn't already know this because I feel like I mentioned it before. But Bailey's, I can't get enough of it. I know it's bad for me because it's cream, but I can't. Mm, it's so good. It's so good. If you guys ever go to a bar, get a cowboy shot. Mm, hits. So good. Last question is, what are some things you wish were normalized? So I'm not going to try and talk about stuff that I've addressed in previous episodes, but kind of just like fire off some things that I mattered not mattered well obviously mattered to me but you know that I wish were normalized and the first one (laughs) is kind of materialistic but I really wish that boys wearing skirts and painting their nails were normalized because that shit is hot please man that's all I gotta say about that because I mean I've never seen a guy down here wear a skirt but I would really love it I think it's friggin' gorgeous and guys painting nails hits different so please anyone listening to this Go paint your nails. It's fab. I also want changing your mind about what you want to do with your life, even if you're in the middle of a course or about to graduate high school and you always thought that you were going to be on the same path to be normalized. Because I did that. I was once... Oh my God, those birds won't shut the fuck up. Because I was in my first semester at uni and I was like, fuck no, this is not what I want to do and dropped out without even like... Well, not dropped out. I put a pause. I'm not going to say that word yet. I put a pin in my cause but I think yeah definitely that should be normalized because apparently our generation is going to go through seven different career changes so why should we know what we're going to do when we turn 18 that's just bullshit um okay this is might be a little bit controversial maybe a little bit but something that's important to me and that's normalizing stepping in and saying something if your friend is teetering on the edge of addiction because I've done it before and I lost a friendship to it because they thought I was trying to control their life when I really just tried to show them what was happening. And little did did you know, that's exactly what happened. And, you know, not egging them on to do something that might send them onto a life altering course. I think it's really important to have those boundaries with your friends and, and have friendships where you feel like you could say that to one another. So I think that, that should definitely be normalized without being overpowering, obviously, and, and not being like, I'm going to unfriend you if you stop doing this, because that's not what a supportive friend does, but kind of just putting the idea in their mind that 
whether it's alcohol, drugs, gambling, I don't know, anything like that, that, that there might be. Because some people can be a little bit oblivious to it. And I think just planting that seed of like, maybe you should try and seek some help or talk to someone about it. Or I'm always here if you feel like you you need to be stopped or whatever or set up some boundaries with them, you know, on a night out or whatever. I think that's something that definitely needs to be normalized uh, rather than just this whole kind of, yeah, egging people on to do shit that you know would fuck them up. Um, another thing I wish we'd normalize, we would normalize is sex education and, you know, chicks being able to talk about sex without being called sluts because I think it's a huge issue still and it's a huge sexism issue and it's all very still misogynistic and stuff and it's very much a taboo topic for women to talk about, you know, sex and if they enjoy it and orgasms and whatever and I think that's just bullshit because... Without us, you wouldn't be having it, would you? No. And I for sure talk about it with all my friends. I mean, it's a really open conversation. I don't really care about it. I don't care what people think about that type of stuff because to some people, sex might be really important. To some people, it might not be. Like, who cares? Just if people want to talk about it, talk about it. It shouldn't be if guys get to have locker room talk, why can't girls? And not in the locker room talk where it's like bashing people or making fun of people or body shaming people or anything like or talking about stuff that obviously shouldn't be talked about but just generalized chicks talking about sex should just be normal and sex education with kids like not making stupid nicknames for parts of a body like that shit can be really dangerous and damaging and I think sex education should be a lot more open-ended like to what kids want to know as well and I think education around same gender sex is really important um, because I know you know that's obviously there's been a whole lot of problems associated with people not knowing what was safe and what was not when they're in a same-sex relationship especially with males you know HIV and AIDS and all that type of stuff so I think that's a really important topic that needs to be talked about even if there isn't an open gay person in a yellow I would like to see that be a bit more normalized and not be such a taboo topic of the talk of the birds and the bees Another thing I would like to be normalised is nipples because I hate wearing bras and don't stare at my tits if I don't have a bra on. It's as simple as that. If guys get to wear no top, like free the nipple. Good God. Because some some tops, you know, just you can't wear a bra. Like, I'm sorry. It's just not possible. And you know what? If it's cold and my nipples get hard, deal with it. Sorry. It's normal. Everyone has them. They're there for a purpose. Get over it. And I think the last thing that I would love to normalise would be mental health days for, like, kids in school or even, like, at work taking a sick day if you are having a really bad mental health day because I think they're definitely on the same wavelength. Um, I think I was very lucky when I was in school, especially in, like, year 11 and 12, that mum would, like, was really supportive of my mental health and if I really needed to take a day off, she would fully support me and, and kind of look after me as if I was physically sick. So I think that's definitely something that needs to be put more emphasis on is mental health. Not like not even just the days taking off for kids' mental health in general and in school and the support that's provided and stuff like that. So that's that. I mean, anyway, that's the end of those questions. I hope you guys kind of got a bit more insight into my mind and my brain and just some random ass questions being answered. Um... I enjoyed this. I now have to go edit. It is 
now 3.50 and I have to edit and upload this before five. Shoot me in the face. Anyway, I love you guys to the moon and back. You know that. And for all the support, it's unreal. I will see you next Wednesday for another full episode again. I won't be doing these like, you know, on a certain schedule. These will just be whenever I'm not feeling up to doing a big episode or I have like a huge bank up of questions that you guys want. Let me know if you guys do have any questions. Just chuck them in a DM or anything like that. And I'll get back to you and store them up for these episodes. But yes, if you like this or if you don't like this idea, let me know. If you just hate it and want me to keep doing normal ones, for sure. If you have any topics you guys want me to touch on, let me know. That'd be really helpful. Also, if you wouldn't mind giving us a cheeky five stars and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. The review really helps boost um, the podcast up on ratings and stuff because there's no algorithm for podcasting on the Apple Podcast homepage. So if you just chuck a few words, it would be mean the world. But yes, I love you guys and I will see you in a week's time so you can listen to my voice again ramble on for an hour. Okay, bye.